let's shift into wellness. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Amber Patchla, health coach, essential oils educator, wellness advocate, and lover of life. In this podcast, we will touch on all things wellness and journey together to become our healthiest and strongest selves in body, mind, and spirit. Join me and my amazing guests every week as we discuss all things health and wellness and how you can take steps to be a happier and healthier version of you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Shift Into Wellness. Thanks so much for being here again today. I hope that everyone is doing well. Those of you in Canada enjoying, or Ontario rather, enjoying March break, uh, enjoying some nice March spring weather, and uh, just getting geared up for spring and summer. I know that I am for sure. I have been busy. It has been busy. I'm working at the restaurant a shit ton, which has been super fun and also um, recording lots for the podcast. And I'm also gearing up to start my coaching practice at the end of this month, uh, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm really looking forward to coaching women uh, in all things health, wellness, confidence, mindset. I cannot wait. I'm going to work with women um, one-on-one to start. And uh, please, if you've been considering or you've been following me, a lot of you have reached out um, asking questions and seeing what I'm up to. DM me on Instagram, email me at amberpatchla at yahoo.ca and let's chat. I've got a website in the works, which I'm also really excited about, which will have links to uh, working with me as a coach and also working with me um, through doTERRA essential oils and uh, just all the good things coming. So I really look forward to hearing from you guys. Today's episode is all about magnesium, the miracle mineral of magnesium. And I booked, which I was really pumped about, Dr. Barb Woger, who I heard on another podcast last year, back in 2020, and where she talked, she's kind of a a magnesium specialist, if you will, and she talked all about magnesium in this this podcast episode. And it was just so fascinating um, because, you know, you can go to the health food store and there's all these different kinds and what kind do you take and how much should you take and you know, should you be, have your blood tested? So she answers all of these questions for us today. And I think it's a really, really interesting episode, particularly for women. Um, And I hope you get a lot of takeaways from it. So who is she? Dr. Barb Woger. She's a licensed naturopathic doctor who practices here in, uh, in Ontario, out of Toronto and Vaughan in Ontario, Canada. Dr. Barb is passionate about empowering individuals to take control of their own health, which I love. Her primary focus is to explore the underlying root cause and provide individualized patient-centered care. She utilizes evidence-based therapies and provides patients with the knowledge and tools needed to succeed. And her clinical practice is focused on women's health and stress management 
and inflammation. She spends a lot of time educating individuals on the importance of magnesium, like I said, and why we should all add this mineral into our health toolbox. Check her out on Instagram. I follow her there and I learn a lot there at Dr. Barb Woger. I'm going to include the spelling in the show notes. Um, You'll find a ton, a ton of great um, tips and tricks and and information on her um, Instagram account. I'm also going to include her website at the end in the show notes as well. If you think that she is somebody that you would want to work with, she's really articulate, really intelligent. And um, I really liked recording this episode and it's so much information packed into about 30, 35 minutes. (laughs) So I really hope you enjoy feedback. Always welcome. And um, have an awesome week, everybody. Hi, Dr. Barb. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I am so happy to be here and thank you for inviting me. Oh man, my pleasure. Um, So I did a a little, a short bio on you as always at the beginning. And uh, I, I, you know, I found you via another podcast and um, then started following on social media. And so as much as I learned from the podcast, I've learned so much, even so much more from you over in Instagram. And so um, we'll get all your information at the end, and I will encourage uh, f- of listeners to follow you there. But to start with, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do and, you know, how you became the queen of magnesium, as I refer to you. <laughs> that was not my intention. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I actually started out in the insurance industry. So I was in the insurance industry for 20 years, and I did a lot of Uh, life insurance and disability insurance. And so we would have to go through and ask uh, individuals all these questions um, about their health. And I dealt with quite a young um, audience or clientele, I guess. And I couldn't believe all of the things that were wrong with people. And I was like, wow, this is like, you know, they're in their twenties and thirties and they had like diabetes and they had all kinds of things that were like, you know, I always thought, older people would get. And so I really started honing down into nutrition and kind of just for myself. And then I did a uh, holistic nutrition um, certification initially. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I want to do more. So I went back to university and got a a degree in kinesiology and uh, psychotherapy. And uh, then from there, I decided, well, that's not enough. So then I decided to go to naturopathic school. Um, And that was another four years. So yeah, it's been a long (laughs) road. But eventually, I did become a naturopathic doctor, um, because I just wanted to help individuals, you know, take some responsibility for their own health, become their own health advocates. And so I now practice uh, in Vaughan and in Toronto. Um, and I have a clinical focus a lot in inflammation, autoimmune, stress, and women's hormones is kind of like the big picture. Mm. But how I got involved with magnesium was the thing with naturopathic doctors, many individuals or patients come to us almost as like 
a last resort. So they've been to all the doctors, they've been to, you know, the specialists, and they're basically told, okay, this is kind of what your life is going to be like, and get used to it and see you later, or they don't have any answers. Um, And so when individuals come to us, they've already gone through that, or most of them have gone through that um, kind of lineage of of physicians and specialists and and whatever. So we really have to dig deep. And and when I started, I used, like I was doing so much research and I kept coming back to magnesium Mm. all the time. I was like, wow, just with this mineral, because we didn't learn about it in school. (laughs) Like we learned about vitamins and minerals in a very general basis Mm. uh, and how they interact and stuff like that, but nothing like to this degree. And I was dealing with these complex cases and I was like, geez. And when you look at the physiology and the biochemistry of what's happening in the body, a lot of the times it led me to magnesium. And so I would just prescribe magnesium and these patients were getting better and they were like actually improving and they were getting symptom relief. And I was like, okay, (laughs) so that's kind of how it started. And then it's kind of developed into where it is today, which is, yeah. yeah, pretty much most of what I talk about on Instagram. And it just has so many applications in so many areas of our health. Totally amazing. And uh, yeah, I love it. It's such a little wonder mineral. So tell us, tell us for, for those listening who don't really even know much about it, what it is, what is magnesium and why is it so important to ensure that we're receiving a sufficient amount of it? Yeah. So magnesium is one of these minerals, it's involved in over 700 enzymatic reactions. So what that means in plain English is it has its hands in a lot of different things that are happening within the body. And it's, it's a very important mineral because we use it up quite quickly, but we also need it for some very, very intricate, um, things to happen in the body. And unfortunately, it's not something that is checked, right? So we don't go to the doctor and get a blood work done for magnesium deficiency unless we ask, but that's not part of the standard, um, you know, blood work requisition. Oh, let's check your magnesium. Um, So many of us don't even know that we're deficient. And many of us blow through our magnesium stores so quickly that, you know, a lot of us are deficient. It's been estimated up to 70 to 80% of the population is deficient in this, in this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and of course, like I said, there's lots of ways that we can use up magnesium. And then of course it helps with a lot of things. So you've kind of got this tug of war happening. And if you're deficient, you're going to be deficient in a lot of other areas in your health. Yeah. Interesting. So I know just from following you (laughs) that magnesium, like you just said, impacts our bodily functions big time. So sleep, energy, and stress. How does that, how does that work? If that's the right way to question that. Like, how does it work within those realms? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Okay, so if we look at it from a stress perspective, um, so magnesium is involved in, so it helps to um, enhance your GABA receptors and GABA is very calming and relaxing to the nervous system. So when we think about stress, we know there's an activation of the stress response is the activation of the nervous system, which is the fight or flight response. Mm. And so many times when that response is active, it's a healthy response and it's life-saving if it's acute. So if your house is burning down, you want that fight or flight system working because you want to get out and get everybody out, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are chronically in that stress response, so chronically in that fight or flight, you are using up resources in the body and you are, those physical manifestations are going to play out. You're not going to sleep properly. You're not going to digest your food properly. You're going to just feel like you have no control in life anymore. Um, depression, anxiety, all of these symptoms are manifested from, you know, chronic stress. So what magnesium does is goes in and it kind of minimizes that stress response. It minimizes that fight or flight response. And of course, because it can enhance GABA, then that provides that calming, relaxing kind of um, sensation to the nervous system so that you're, you might be chronically stressed, but you're not getting the physical manifestations of that stress response. Mm. So it becomes really important. Now, if we look on the flip side, stress also depletes magnesium. Mm -hmm. So if you're chronically stressed and you are not at least supplementing or bringing in magnesium rich foods, you are going to deplete your magnesium levels even further, which means those manifestations of that stress response are going to be even more intense and will also present in more physical symptoms. Amazing. That's really, I think this is going to be really uh, great for people to hear because stress, anxious feelings, these are all, these are all symptoms that particularly, obviously over the last couple of years um, through what's been going on in the world are symptoms that uh, you hear about all the time and everybody's right. looking for ways to help manage it. And often I think people don't turn to that to, uh, to something like a mineral or, or, or foods rich in, in minerals. Right. Right. And then in, in, I think you asked about sleep as well. Yeah, and that's what, yeah. We're looking at it from kind of the same perspective. So um, magnesium is going to help relax the body. Right. So it's a mm. very, any, they always say if you're tense or uptight or anything, take magnesium because it's just going to relax everything. It's going to relax the muscles. It's going to relax the nervous system, the mind, all of those things. And then again, it's the, it's, magnesium is needed for that proper function of the GABA receptors and the GABA receptors, well, GABA is a neurotransmitter. And then that allows the brain to kind of transition to a more restful state and of course, improve sleep. Yeah. Beautiful. And I know a lot of people looking for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about, about why magnesium is particularly important for women, because I do see you post um, about that as well. And, and like you said, um, you work uh, with, on women's hormone health and in these sort of things. How does it affect and how does it help women? Yeah, so there's a there's a few um, ways why we want to have it for women, and it depends too. Again, we're 
because it supports so many of our hormones. So for instance, it supports our thyroid hormone, right? So as we get older, our thyroid seems to sometimes not work as efficiently. So again, it helps to convert like T4, which is that less active hormone into T3, which is really important. Um, and then, you know, there's one thing there. And we also know that um, magnesium is involved in the production of progesterone and estrogen and testosterone and DHEA. And so it helps to normalize um, the action of progesterone on the central nervous system as well. So that's going to be very helpful when dealing with PMS or migraines, or even when we get into menopause. And then I think the most important or not the most important, but in a very important part is that it helps in phase two detoxification in the liver. And so when we have, um, we need magnesium to actually get the estrogen metabolites out of the system. Mm. So there's a process that happens without getting into a ton of biochemistry, but um, estrogen metabolites are water, are, like they're made by water soluble products so that they can be removed from the body. And it's important that we detoxify and excrete those estrogen metabolites to avoid any type of excess estrogen, estrogen mm. dominance or even an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. And so magnesium is needed in order to get that, those metabolites out. So if you're deficient, you might be recycling some of those metabolites um, and that's something you don't want to be doing. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. And then of course we know that it helps with um, stress response and women often are highly stressed, especially um, in perimenopause, menopause and stress will also increase hot flashes and you know, other symptoms of menopause. So we know that it helps with the cortisol response. Um, and then we also know that it helps with bone health because magnesium is needed, actually required for vitamin D to even be like become active. So if we don't have magnesium in the body, vitamin D is not going to be able to do its job. And we know vitamin D is involved in our bone health, in calcium and all of those things, osteoporosis. So um, that's probably a very critical um, factor as well. And I find like a lot of people who can't absorb vitamin D or are vitamin D deficient are often magnesium deficient because they're actually not getting the vitamin D has to be activated in the liver by an enzyme that requires magnesium. And so that is going to be a big problem if you don't have enough magnesium and your body can't bring that enzymatic reaction to fruition so that vitamin D can become active. That's fascinating. And I, and I did see you um, talk about that on Instagram the other day and I didn't know that I was like, holy shit, like that's, that, that is very, that's a very big deal, particularly now because everyone is trying to keep their immune system so strong and keep healthy as we always should be doing. But um, it's interesting just in conversation with, with coworkers and with friends who are supplementing with vitamin D, like I, I have been for a long time, but I was taking, you know, one or 2000 IUs thinking I was good, finally got tested and I was super deficient, right? And, and then not even understanding that in order to absorb vitamin D, magnesium helps. So do you recommend that people get their blood work done with a naturopathic doctor? Like it sounds yeah, like it must be sort of important to see what you're it is. It is. You don't want to be, um, you know, it's, it's one of the, the things that I recommend to all patients is 
you know, either get the blood work done through your doctor if you can, or get it done with me or any other naturopath, but you don't want to be supplementing on something you don't know where you're at. And that goes for a lot of things. And so, yeah, testing where your vitamin D is, because we have to remember vitamin D is a fat soluble hormone. It's more is not better, right? So we don't want to be over supplementing because Mm -hmm. that has negative consequences. And then if we're not supplementing enough or we're not getting in enough or we're not absorbing, then that has negative consequences because you're at the other end on the low end. So you kind of want to test, do the treatment protocol and then retest. The retesting is important because it kind of, we have to remember that blood work is a moment in time. It's, it's mm-hmm. one shot today, but we want to make sure that that is actually working and it's the pro- protocol is happening and the treatment's happening. And then we, we look at the um, result four or five months later and we retest to make sure that those numbers have elevated or come down, whatever okay. it is. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Rather than just guessing, right. You know, yes. oh, we're women, we're probably deficient in B vitamins and you know, not everybody is. So thank you for, thank you for clarifying that. Um, yes. There's a little saying that's like test don't guess, right? So yeah, a hundred percent. So one thing that comes up with magnesium for sure is what the hell magnesium to supplement with. Cause there are a lot, there's different types, right? And you go into a health food store and you're like, okay, I want to, I want to supplement with magnesium. How do you recommend that people choose or, or discover which magnesium is going to work best for them. Right. So there, okay. There's probably, (laughs) I think there's 17 or 18 different forms of magnesium. Many of them do not apply. Many of them are very, a lot of them don't have a lot of information as far as evidence-based from, um, uh, scientific studies or research or anything like that. Um, but I think the, the top ones would probably be, uh, citrate, bisglycinate, Mm -hmm. uh, L3 and eight, malate, taurate, and then your, um, magnesium chloride. And then of course, Epsom salt, which is sulfate. Mm -hmm. So those would be like your top ones. Those have the most, um, research behind them. And I use quite frequently. So, um, how we differentiate is it's basically, so magnesium is always the reason they bind it to like an amino acid or another molecule is because it actually allows magnesium to be brought into the cell. So it needs that little transporter. So For instance, magnesium citrate, when that is, um, that's obviously citric acid is what it's bound to, and then it brings it in. So if we look at what it's bound to, that kind of tells us what it's going to do. Mm. So citrate is a um, form of magnesium for digestion, specifically constipation, um, because it's going to pull water into the intestines. And it's also really great for acid indigestion. So GERD and those kinds of things. Um, so usually digestion, um, constipation, um, those kinds of things. Now with citrate, we have to also be more careful because again, because it's pulling water into the intestine, it can result in loose stools if we take too much. So this is where you want to be working with someone because they're going to be able to tell based upon your health history, how much you should be taking before that happens. Because we don't want you going from constipation to diarrhea. That's Mm -hmm. not not good. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, but that 
form is is for that specifically. Bisglycinate I like because it's a nice all around form of magnesium. We can use it in most everything, but obviously where glycine, which is what it's attached to, is a very calming, relaxing. So anything that needs to be toned down, so sleep, you know, their tense muscles, those kinds of things, this, this form is going to work really well. Mm. Um, it's also really well for detoxifying um, the body as well, mm. if we want to use that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have malate, which I use quite specifically for chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. And the reason that is, is because malate, so that molecule that magnesium is attached to, it plays a really uh, key role in our cellular energy cycle. So it has the ability to improve ATP, which is like our, our energy currency, right? And so that's going to be very helpful for patients who are constantly fatigued or in fibromyalgia where they obviously experience a lot of muscle pain and, and tension and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, Torate, I like to use um, for basically heart stuff, anything like blood pressure, um, high blood pressure, uh, heart function, just improving heart function, that kind of that's always nice. It's also very calming. Torate is a calming um, molecule as well. So sometimes I'll, I'll just give it if someone is like seriously stressed and it just kind of relaxes them. So, yeah. Is there um, a better time? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Carry on. Um, just then chloride is more the magnesium that is used in like the uh, liquid forms. So like your trace minerals and um, sometimes if you get uh, magnesium in a liquid format, they usually use chloride um, and it's, it's okay. Um, I don't know. A lot of people don't like using chloride in liquid form. I have found better results with the actual supplementation, um, but it's something that's available as well. And then there's three and eight, which is all brain. So it's all like mood, post-concussion syndrome, um, Alzheimer's dementia protection, those kinds of things. It's all to do with brain health. So, um, and this is a fairly newer um, form of magnesium. So it's um, a little harder to get if, mm. if, you know, you're not in a location where they're stocking it regularly, but it works really well. And the research on it is like really amazing. And then of course we have Epsom salts, which you would just bath in. You're not taking those by mouth. Um, and again, it's just, it's going to release tension and, and those kinds of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So many, so many uses. Um, what I was going to ask you is, is there a better time of day to supplement like I take mine at, at before bed sort of thing. Yeah. And I find it helps with my digestion and sleep and that, and that, but does it, does, does it matter? It doesn't matter. And it's again, going to be based upon that patient or that individual. Um, and depending upon what medications they're on, because there are mm. going to be medications where we can't take magnesium around that same time. So mm. it's going to depend, but Really, if you want it to work for sleep or for even like if you're constipated or something like that and you're taking it, you want to take it before bed. That mm -hmm. is definitely a, a good time to take it. Um, other than that, we dose it quite, you know, regularly during the day, starting from morning. It just depends what what that individual is on. Like if you're on thyroid medication, you cannot take magnesium within four hours because you're mm -hmm. going to 
you're going to not get the full effect of your thyroid medication. So it's, it's important to figure out when you're taking that medication and then figure out when you can put in the magnesium safely. Yeah. Yeah. So always important to work with a professional from the sounds yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Especially okay. Medication mm -hmm. and stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So obviously the mineral magnesium is found in food as well. Can you give us some examples of foods that are rich in magnesium that we can incorporate into our uh, either daily, weekly, you know, eating routines, if you will, diet? Yeah. So unfortunately, because of our, <clears throat> the way our soils are today, it's not going to be as rich as it was you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a decrease in magnesium in our food supply. So, um, that obviously plays a role and, but that doesn't mean that you can't have magnesium foods and add just that extra punch. I solely don't often rely just on magnesium foods because a, I don't know how much you're going to absorb. And if you're coming to me with digestive issues, I know you're probably not absorbing as well. I don't know if you're going to be able to get the amount in that is needed because we do deplete so easily of magnesium, but it's definitely something that I combine with um, supplementation. So um, our top magnesium rich foods are foods like leafy greens, spinach, kale, collard greens. They kind of a half a cup serving is around 80 milligrams of magnesium. So it's fairly good. Mm -hmm. Pumpkin seeds are going to be the best. It's the top. Um, so a quarter cup of pumpkin seeds gives you about 300 milligrams of magnesium. Wow. So yeah, I would be adding those in with whatever you're having, <laughs> salads, yeah. uh, having pumpkin seeds. So they are a rich, rich source. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Avocados are also good. They give us about 50 milligrams of magnesium. Um, if we look at a medium avocado and then there's nuts, Brazil nuts, almond nuts are good. Um, some legumes are good, lentils, beans. And then of course, dark chocolate is very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it has to be 70% cacao or higher. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting anything lower than that, you're probably not getting the magnesium that you should be. Um, and then of course there's fatty fish. So salmon and mackerel are also very good in um, magnesium. They're, you know, 70, 80 milligrams for a, a serving of magnesium or serving of fatty fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Those are amazing, delicious foods, all of them. And Pumpkin right. seeds are just so easy. Like you said, you throw them in salad. I often put them in oatmeal in the morning. Like you can literally get those babies in, uh, in most dishes. Right. Right. And if you, so if you want an easy way of just getting in like a roughly about 300 milligrams of magnesium, then that is definitely something I would look at. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Barb. So mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, too. And I don't know if there's going to be an answer to this or not, because it's probably like there's so many, but aside from magnesium, what would your number one suggested mineral or vitamin to supplement with be? And is that individual or is there something you think everybody could be taking or even ingesting uh, via food um, for health and vitality? Yeah. Supplement wise, I would have to say a very close second, if not a tie is vitamin D. And it's just because of 
the, the amount of research that's coming out on this vitamin. And we see that there's a lot more negative outcomes, the lower the vitamin D status. So, um, and in every aspect of health. So it's whether you have autoimmune disease and I mean, autoimmune disease is on the rise these days. It's, it's so prevalent. Um, mm. and a lot of these patients are deficient in vitamin D and the vitamin D is needed. Like, I mean, we need it for immune health, overall health. Like it does so much bone health, right? Like it's got so many different um, arms within our health that mm. I would have to say that that would be a close second. Okay. If not a tie. Magnesium. I wondered and, if that was going to be your answer. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the two kind of go together, right? So yeah. we need the one in order to get the other. And a big question I always get from, from patients is, oh, well, I'm taking active vitamin D, like I'm taking D3. That's the active form. And yes, it is the active form, but unfortunately when you take that supplement, it still has to become activated in the body. And that is done in the liver. And that is then done with that enzyme that requires magnesium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that would be my close second for okay. sure. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. And thanks for clarifying all of that. Is there anything you want to add to the magnesium bit before we get to our final question? Um, yeah, I would just say like in testing for magnesium, there's a there's a little bit of a, so there's two tests. There's a magnesium serum test um, that they can run, which is just blood work. Um, both are just blood work. And then there's RBC magnesium. So the magnesium serum test only actually measures 1% of the magnesium, which is in circulation. So most of our magnesium is in the bones, in the tissues. So that's the magnesium we want to be um you know, testing. So it's mm. the RBC magnesium that we want to be testing, not just the serum magnesium. So I get a lot of patients coming in and saying, oh, well, my doctor tested magnesium. I'm fine. Yes. They're testing that magnesium because that is an electrolyte. Mm. Okay. And so that becomes a measure that they're going to test and it's very tightly regulated. So you will very often find that you are within the range of whatever that range is, whatever lab you're using. Now, RBC magnesium is a bit different because it's looking at the magnesium that's in the tissues and in the um, bones. And so that is the magnesium you wanna be looking at. And here you wanna be at the higher end. If you're at the lower end, you're still experiencing magnesium deficiency symptoms. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one thing I, I want to add because I find that if you can go and get tested and see where you are, then you kind of know how much you need to be supplementing in order to get to the higher end of that range. The recommended dietary allowance amount for magnesium is 310 to 400 milligrams per day. Okay. So that is kind of like the minimum we want to be getting. Right. So yeah. the recommended dietary allowance amounts are amounts that are given so that you don't have deficiency. And so that is kind of the minimum. And then some people need more than that, a lot more. Some people will be okay with that amount. It kind of just depends on what your lifestyle is. If you're a big sugar addict, you're blowing through magnesium like crazy <laughs> um, because it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, you know, you like a sweet tooth and you have sugar a lot, 
you are likely very deficient because you're using up all that magnesium all the time. Yeah. Okay. Good. (laughs) That is very good to know. And you might, you know, might not be listeners of this podcast, but they might have friends and family who, who, uh, who could be experiencing that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, Dr. Barb. So the last question of the podcast is always, what is one of your favorite things that you do for self-care? One of my favorite things I do for self-care is getting out in nature. Um, Mm. That is my obsession (laughs) besides magnesium. Um, No, I do. I do a lot of outdoor time. I do a lot of nature time. Um, And, you know, it's, there's more and more research coming out. Actually, there was just an article this week that stated that doctors in Canada are going to be able to, um, or in some areas of Canada have already been given the permission to prescribe national park passes as a prescription. So there's that much information and research on what nature can do for our health and I just always feel better when I'm out there around water, around trees, around green space. And, you know, it's where I do a lot of my self-care and my, you know, de-stressing time and whatever. But um, that is definitely one of my self-care loves. Beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful answer. Get outside. Okay, Dr. Barb. So, you know, as I mentioned, you're amazing on Instagram. So where, where can people find you and and how can they work with you if if they want to? Um, Yeah. So I, I am most active on Instagram and I'm at Dr. Barb Wolger, just my name. Um, And I talk primarily about magnesium on that handle. Um, I do add in some other things that are relevant as well. So um, you can definitely find me there. Um, If you want to work with me, there's a booking link. Um, I do offer 15 minute consults. So they're free consults just to kind of see if, you know, we would be a connection and whether or not, um, you know, we can help you. Um, And then, yeah, so they can, the link on there and on Instagram and they can just go through the booking link or there's also uh, my website at barbwoger.com. Okay, perfect. I will attach both of those in the show notes and uh, I'm sure people will be very curious to hear what you have to more of what you have to say. Thank you so much for this. I so appreciate it. It was, it's like short and shit tons of information. I love it. So thank you. I feel like we're going to get so many takeaways from this. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm always delighted to talk about this mineral. So thank you. My pleasure. We'll speak to you soon. Yes. Thanks again so much for being here, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you were able to gain some new insight and knowledge into wellness. The goal here is to develop habits for long-term success in health and happiness. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could subscribe and follow and leave a review on iTunes. As you know, essential oils are to me the bomb and I would love, love, love to help anyone with these beautiful tools from the earth. If you're interested or you have any questions, reach out to me anytime. 
Let's continue our shift into wellness, support each other along the way, and be the best we can be from the inside out.